Kirk and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight I have a very special guest, a very special co-host, Mr. Jake Dials. Hey. My guy, how are you tonight? Dude, I'm stoked. I'm excited. I'm We're awesome. So to be here. We're I awesome. am. Yes. I've been looking forward We're to this forever. We are so excited to have you tonight. You and all of your potato gant. Potato. The hell potato what? I cannot. I'm struggling. I'm riding the struggle bus. I had no Wi-Fi. And then, like, I could the TV. You know what? It doesn't matter. We, you and your potato gang are all here who have been absolutely <laughs> amazing um, with me and my crew. You guys were so welcome and, and warm and opening when we came in. And you came over and you said hi. I, I absolutely adore your whole crew. So for all of you from the potato gang who are here, welcome. Wilburn was first. Wilburn, welcome to the live. Amy Lewis, Wilburn back again. Family D. Baxter. And we had Sonia. I saw you in here. Marley Moon, Tassie, and family first. Jeez, oh, Lord. I'm, I'm got my mouse going all nuts. Family first, Tassie. Alan Hall, I saw you in here. Do, 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 do. Lots of comments already. Um, Mona, or yes, Nona, welcome to the live. Susan, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Jeannie, welcome to the live. You guys, welcome to the live and a very happy Thursday to every single one of you and to you, my good friend, Jake. Jake, really quick, I met you because of all of these guys. Like they tagged me probably 50 times in one of your videos because I yes, was questioning did. something. And then you came over to my live and we're like, who the hell are you? I was like, no, I watched all of your stuff. I, w I went through and I watched all your videos and I went through and I was like, <gasps> okay, who are you? And I did my, my work that I do. And, uh, I found all that out and I was like, she seems like a really straight up person, like straight up cool chick. So cool. I found your life and I just sat in there for a few minutes and voila, now we're here. And here we are. And now we're best friends because you are very knowledgeable in some of my favorite subjects, which is misinformation yeah so I, i'm very excited about the misinformation and that's kind of <laughs> what jake's content is and you guys know i have jake's links all listed below on his website if you go to his website you can find him everywhere so make sure you grab him everywhere he is and everywhere you are um and his telegram our telegram is also listed below and before we go any further i gotta do the thing so we're gonna do the thing and then we're gonna kick her off in five four three two hey there and welcome to the show be sure to check us out at beardedbeancoffeecompany.com for your very own bag of Shipwreck Show Coffee. Let the taste and aroma of hazelnut stimulate your senses as you kick back, relax, and catch the next show. And for all your health and wellness needs, we have teamed up with rogershood.com, ariesessentials.com to take care of cleansing your body of unwanted toxins and calming your nervous system with oils, body butter, and gummies. Use Shipwreck 5 for 5% off of your Parify kit with Rogers Hood and Shipwreck 20 for 20% off all of your Aries Essentials. Be sure to check out our merch as well. All of the links that I've just rattled off are listed in the description below. I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything that you do. Enjoy the show. Bye, guys. Woot, woot. So now that we're all caffeinated and deworming, we can start the live. Let the taste and aroma <laughs> of hazelnuts stimulate your senses. What kind of poet I... wrote that? That's beautiful. <laughs> I took that straight. Your website. <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm like, I really like the smell of hazelnut, but it's coffee. So I'm like, what am I going to say? I really like the smell of hazelnut. Sure. <laughs> it's okay. Kudos I thought it was Jake. beautiful. It. Thank you. I was still kind of sick when I made the ad, but I'm like, I really wanted to get it done because I was tired of trying to fly through it with my words. But Jake, we're here. My guy. So You've been to a lot of our lives. I popped into a couple of years. For those who don't know, it seems like every weekend you do live Saturday and Sundays on TikTok. Am I correct in saying that? Fridays and Saturdays at 10 p.m. 
Fridays Eastern and Saturdays time. at 10 p.m. Go join Jake's lives, and and they're a lot more intimate, and he can answer a lot of questions that you might have about, well, all the stuff. Like, why is there a wall in front of the White House? And why is Britney Spears acting the way that she is, even though she's supposed to be free? Like, I'm not so sure that she's as free as everybody's saying she is. And this is kind of your content, and this is kind of what you do. So I'm going to give you just a few minutes. I know I got a lot of your people in here. Most of my people know who you are, but maybe for some folks who don't know, who is Jake Dials and how did you start this and where did you come from? Like where I thought I knew almost all my conspiracy people. And then you came in here like, like a bomb came out of nowhere, honestly, literally out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, so my life consists of some really interesting stuff and I'll try to sum it up really quick. And then if you want to like go into detail, we can, um, I started in my teens uh, working in the industry. I worked as an international model and actor. I worked for 29 of the most uh, prestigious agencies in the entire world in that time, um, over about 12 years. And in that industry, I saw many, many things. And uh, we can talk about some of those if you wish. Um, we, can. we can talk about anything you want to. I, we should probably should have set this boundary too. Like I, if there's anything that's off the table, you just got to let us know. We're very supportive of that. Info's info, man. Um, And in between that time, I worked in law enforcement and I worked in a jail um, as a uh, corrections officer, uh, not in a prison, in a jail. Um, And I worked in every capacity in that in about 10 years from jail officer up to jail commander. Um, I worked in two different facilities in that time. And uh, I got out of that work and started pushing all of my social media content. And that's where TikTok comes into play later on. Um, I had my channel where I just did some fun stuff just for fun, like did some of the trends and like some like magic trick stuff just for messing around. And then I decided you do magic, tricks. not like legit magic tricks, like the, the, like levitating on the ground thing on your feet. Like I did it like some stuff like that. We can, we we'll have you back and we'll, we'll get more into that. Continue. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I kind of got bored with that and I wanted to do something that was more true to what I liked and something that I knew that I could really speak on. So <laughs> I get that a lot. Now that's my favorite comment, honestly. Um, your voice, like you got a very, you yeah, got a voice yeah. for, yeah, voice for it for sure. Yeah. I, I, I get that quite a bit. I'm down to do it, but um, no, I, I, I started, I made the decision. I said, I'm going to do it. And that's, that's it. There's, there's no questioning. None of the hesitation. I said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to. So I did. And I started with my channel, um, started talking about some things. I dropped some really important information about my state here in Indiana. And it went viral, uh, millions of views, uh, 3.8 on my first channel. Um, and I gained 120,000 followers in three days. And I became my, uh, I became the number one searched um, topic on Google Trends for three now, days. Now, was this, was this on state. YouTube? Or is this, this was on... done on TikTok. Oh, yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. TikTok's huge for that. Yes. And um, I kind of started to figure out how to work the algorithm after that. I kind of paid attention to how everything, how everything was flowing, um, how everything was like pushed out. Um, lo and behold, that channel got banned. And uh, so I started this one. And so far, um, I'm just under 300,000. I've been mm-hmm. teetering and fighting the uh, usual problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm still fighting those problems. And uh, I think in total, I've lost over 500,000 followers on TikTok. Okay. Um, started this channel, and I now have a backup because this channel has been banned four times. Yes, this is our life. This is my 19th account. This is this is our life. 
and we've been to Clapper. And then we, like we talked about Instagram backstage. I'm on a 90 day restriction on Instagram uh, because of it, it was a great meme. I don't even know what Instagram is hilarious, but because of me, <laughs> they put me on it so they don't push my stuff out anywhere. And that's fine. But um, this is something this is a battle that I think a lot of us, a lot of people that I work with and a lot of people that do what we do. It's just yep. it's an uphill battle and it's frustrating. It always will be until more, more people decide that they want to talk about it, too, and jump on the bandwagon until enough people say it's not right and start to speak up about it, then mm-hmm. it's always going to happen. So there are going to be people like you and I who are the new media who uh, yes! need, to, need to lead the way. We are the new media. Now, we've had in-length conversations about this, about how mainstream media is on its way out, and we've seen all of the stuff that happened with MSN uh, just in the last couple of months where they had a, a handful of people get booked for um, uh, I gotta be careful. The CP basically is what it was. Yeah. Um, and now CNN's, I mean, their ratings are in the tank, Fox News too. And this isn't just a left or a right thing. This is a in mainstream media as a whole because they're all owned by the same people. Mm-hmm. They're all their ratings are in the tank. And I think when Joe Rogan, and we were talking a little bit about him backstage too, when Joe Rogan came out with his podcast with um, the doctor, one of the truth doctors, just this couple of weeks ago, uh, it had millions and millions of views. I think together combined, he's got enough he's got more viewership joe rogan some dude who smokes pot and talks to people on mics like we do all day long has more viewers than cnn and um, msnbc like combined and that's when you know they're in trouble like what is that what do you think is the future do you really think this is the future too i know this has kind of been my theory but do you think this way we're gonna go this is gonna be us jake is it gonna be us 100 percent. yeah why do you think i'm here why do you think you're here why? Because I kept getting banned on TikTok, Jake, and I what? wanted to keep talking. But you're intelligent. In the back of your head, you know. You do. I do. I, know. I know what I'm doing. And you know what you're doing, too. Like, we're, we're pretty smart. We're smart people. Yeah. So and... let's kind of... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was going to kind of speed. So you've had all the TikTok accounts, and this is... So this is kind of where you are now. You also sell the coffee. You guys, shipwreck show coffee. Go get some. Okay? It smells amazing. I'm going to actually drink some, and I'm not a coffee drinker, but... You do the coffee thing. You do the social media thing. You do it extremely well. Thank you. And you you have, obviously, you're, it's not just about followers for you necessarily. Either I can tell just by the interactions that I've had with your people that you genuinely, you care about your people. They care very yes. deeply about you and your family. And yes. that, I think, is where the difference is going to come in at when it comes to this up and coming. When you talk about the media or you talk about Hollywood. We've talked a lot about Hollywood, too, and how this kind of stuff, the TikTokers of the world, are going to replace these these movie stars in Hollywood because we're so personable with other people. And I'm not saying we're like superstars or famous, but I'm saying we we're just normal people too. Yeah. And we can talk about we can talk to anybody about anything. We're very good at responding to DMs and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But so we're we're here and you do the thing. You do some content that I, I'm obviously very familiar with. We've been down the same rabbit holes, the Pizzagate and the the fall of the cabal and and the trafficking and and then on top of that, you've got all of the other stuff too, the the Satanistic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. How did you start in that? Now, is that something you've known just from back working in the industry or is that something you fell into kind of like we did? So it's it's a little bit of both. I, I kind of started doing my own research um, when I was young, um, roughly like 1998, 1999. Uh, a, couple, a couple of things, three things did it for me. The movie Fight Club, the movie The Matrix, uh-huh. and... September 2001 did it for me. That what was, happened in September 2001? 
the 11th. Oh, well, was, yeah, 9-11. Okay. And that was that was the I'm... thing that really sealed the deal. And then later okay. on, my, my career definitely sealed the deal for me. Um, back, back then, um, wow, I'm so old. I got to say back then. Back in the I day. Back, um, well, yeah. And, and, and when people say back in the 90s, I still think that was only like 10 years ago. It feels like it was like 10 years ago, but... No, it was, I started doing, I started doing all this research when I was like 14. I, this is when I started getting into it. It was, you know, I, my brain was a sponge for this stuff. I just absorbed it daily. I just, I, I absorbed as much information as I possibly could. And, um, I feel like I was better off for it. And a lot of people that I've spoken to and in my community too, they all say that I know all these things now and I feel so alone. Why do I feel this way? It's like, well, because you're retraining your mind. What you're doing is you're making room for all of these other wonderful people to come in and replace the people that you thought that you knew. And, you know, it, it starts to make sense after a while and it starts to click. And, and I wish, um, I wish that I would have had the community that's built behind this. Like literally, I would literally be nothing without my community. Um, I shot them out all the time and it's just true. It is what it is. It's factual. It is. They're the ones mm -hmm. who have built all of this and mm -hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, you're, you're just being nice. It's, it's absolutely it's true. Absolutely I would be true. nothing without them. Um, but yes, I'm very involved with them because I wish that I would have had a community when I first started my venture with this, because I felt I, I was alone. I, I was, none of my friends knew what the heck I was talking about. Had no idea about any of this information. I had nobody to talk to and nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, so that's, we kind of we did the same thing. I mean, we went through this for, I mean, I remember hearing things uh, way back when, even like, and I think when Macaulay Culkin came out, um, and then I'd heard the story about the the young lady from the Poltergeist, Heather O'Rourke. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd heard that years ago, and I remember hearing it, and then I remember being like, "Well, that's messed up. Like, I that can't be true." And then I remember going about my life, right? But mm -hmm. then I remember Macaulay Culkin coming out and and talking more about it on some French podcast that I'd found. And I was like, wow, that's, he's really gotten heavy into drugs. And, and anybody that I talked to about the podcast too was, or the, the interview that he did kind of said the same thing. They were like, well, he's really heavy into heroin and he's just really lost it. And I'm like, okay, well, you're probably right. But what had happened was in, in 2000, end of 2019, end of 2020, it was politics. It was Trump, which was odd. But all of a sudden I caught like the media, like it was the, I, I caught the media flat, flat out lying about some of the things that Trump was saying and doing Mm -hmm. And I started to really question them, like, why do they hate this guy? So, like, what is happening? Well, then a friend of mine said, you got to watch this documentary on YouTube. And she's not even really a good friend, not a friend that I talked to ever. And I watched the documentary. We watched Fall of the Fall. We watched Out of the Shadows. We watched, and I got to um, Frazzle Drip, and I had to stop. Yeah. And uh, I was the same way. I like, I got nobody to talk to about this. And I was on TikTok, but I was making mom content. I'm like, I'm going to come out and make TikTok about this. And so I went after that. I made a TikTok about the mask. So it was right at the start of COVID too. And I found my people and holy shit. Like I was like, I didn't know so many people out there thought the way that I did. I always thought I was kind of just weird because I did too. I, I questioned everything all the time since I was a kid I did too. and then I didn't because everybody thought I was weird. So I was like, well, all right, we'll just go with it then. But then I found you guys. And so he's absolutely right. When I talk about my crew when I talk about my people, and I talk about the people that I go to war. Like I will go to war, like war. You got a problem with the troll? I will go to war. I'll lose accounts for you. I don't care. Yeah. I my people mean everything to me, and um, because of that, I wish that. And so we try to be kind of the same way. We try to have a group of people. So and, and try to show some of these people compassion who are just now waking up to this, or you know, because it's kind of a forced participation right now. 
because things yeah. are getting so massively massively ridiculous. You know, you're talking about the fourth jab, and you're talking about everybody put Fauci on a on a pedestal, and now you come to find out he's a monster, like a monster. And so people yep. are slowly starting to wake up. So I'm always telling people to have compassion because remember when you went through this too and all your people thought you were crazy they need mm -hmm. that yes they do and you know the, the beautiful thing about the internet this this is why new media will take over it will absolutely take over and the reason why is because it's on the internet and the good thing about the internet is that it does one extremely important thing to everybody it exposes us it puts mm -hmm. everybody on a, an even and level playing field and you know, the interesting thing, you know, we, we talk about mainstream media. It's not so mainstream anymore because people aren't seeking and finding this out as their main sources of information. You know, um, everybody knows about Telegram now. Everybody knows about uh, Parler or Getter or all these back-end places that you can go to get information. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my my Telegram builds people, you know, every day. We're working up, you know, to like 3,000 people, and that's been very quick. Um, but people yeah, can Our Telegram exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Like just in a week. And it's, like, it's, it's super beneficial. It's more yeah. beneficial than what any mainstream media platform could offer because mm -hmm. it's, it's 24-7 information pass. And that's all it is. You know, the, the community around this is literally all wonderful people. We're planning a meetup. We're doing all these really cool things behind the scenes. But um, it's, it's information pass. Everybody's super respectful. We haven't had a single problem amongst, uh, I don't know, 4,000 people. Never mm -hmm. a problem. Not one issue. It's just everybody... We're, we're just working together. And just a respect thing, I think, too, is a lot of it. Like, you don't have to. That's where a lot of our people come from, too. You don't have to necessarily agree because we've got big, big Trumpers, and then we've got people that have kind of fallen off the Trump wagon, mm -hmm. and they kind of spat. But at the end of the day, they, they have respect for each other because that's the point. The point is to respect other people's decisions and fight for the right for them to make those decisions. That's it. We're fighting for everybody's, you know, right to choose to make those decisions. Um, yeah, yeah. Telegram is great. I love Telegram. I fought Telegram forever, like forever for like a year. I'm like, I'm not going to Telegram. I hate group chats. And then Instagram took me down for a little while. And so we had to go to Telegram and it worked out really well. Um, I love I got, Telegram, but I love my Discord. Yeah. I'm partial to Discord. I, <laughs> I'm, on so your I'm in your Discord. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand. And I'm like, I thought I, I thought I got in, but I think you have to be approved to be let in or to yeah. chat. Yeah, and it I'm keeps like, bots out. I'm there, but I'm like, and then somebody tagged me and I get a little thing. I don't, I, but I'm figuring it out. Um, yeah, so it's, Cindy it's says the potatoes turn into vodka ready for a long voyage. Um, Cindy bought our coffee too. Uh, love Discord. I'm she working did. on it. She did. She says that she really likes it. I'm excited. I'll be good. So, all right. So we're here. Okay, I gotta and I gotta ask. I'm gonna ask because I'm curious, and, sure. and I have my own theories on on a lot of this. But what do you think is is gonna happen? And do you think is it gonna happen in our life? I think we're pretty close to the same age. What do you think is gonna happen? Is this gonna blow up? Like, is this gonna be some kind of, or are we just gonna keep going and just until we fade into the night? Like, I don't, what do you think is gonna happen? To kind of elaborate, like guess. which which part are you referring to? Uh, everything. So there was a lot of like, okay, so we okay. followed the, the alphabet movement for a little while. Okay. So 17 okay. and then 17, there was supposed to be this mass EBS and then what was supposed to happen. And this kind of came back with the movie thing too. If you guys remember the movie that was coming out, there was some confusion with why the movies weren't playing. That actually was a video that I think they tagged you in a night or for you, but 
They're supposed to be an EBS. And then that's supposed to basically force everybody yeah. who's not awake, awake. And I've never liked that idea. And I always kind of hope that wasn't the case because I think a lot of people wouldn't make it. Yeah. So you, you kind of, you can't really lump all this in together because this is so many years of, of planning. This is generational planning. This is, this is very much, it, it it's a game plan. It's, it's a, it's a mapped out game plan. And this is something that only really became new to people um, in the sixties in, in JFK's time. He was the one who actually, he was one of the first people of any influence level to actually speak out against secret societies and conspiracies. You know, he said we're morally repugnant to, to conspiracy theories and, and uh, secret societies and everything that they do in the dark and look what happened to him. And that, that fueled the fire for that initially, I think. Um, but it's, it's one of those things I'd kind of push this on my channel too, is that you can't just, you can't just throw everything at once at somebody who, especially who's new because it's too much. It's overwhelming. I mean, you know, um, once you start it's to get dark. into those, yeah, it's very dark. It can, it can take a lot away from you. Um, it can, it can really, it can really put you in a, in a dark spot, especially if you're partial to things about kids and, you know, like me being a father of three, it's yeah, I, I get a little overwhelmed about it from time to time. Yeah, we um, but you have to, you have to kind of, you have to sit back and you have to observe. And I think that's probably one skill that a lot of us nowadays are, are kind of forgetting that we have because everything's so instant. And, and, and part of this game is patience because these things happen over years. Look at all the information that we want to put out about what's come out in the last two years. They say it's going to take 75 years for them to put it all out. You know, yeah. it, it, it's a that. plan of patience. They don't care how long it takes. They don't care if it takes 750 years. They'll do it. They don't care. Um, but the thing that we have to understand is the individual is the, the big question is I'm just one person. What can I do? I get this question every day, hundreds of times a day, hundreds of times a day. And, and the answer is learn to work together, share information, pass information, get on places like telegram, get on discord, start to share information with your fellow man, start to talk to your neighbor. Both of my neighbors are veterans. I talk to them regularly. They give me information all the time of just about anything. And, right. and that's what I mean is, is learning how to communicate with people again, you know, it, no longer through a screen, but go out and actually talk to people and ask them questions, ask people about their life experience. And they will tell you things and you can connect the dots there and you can, you can confirm things too. And you can look at how trends, even though they look different, roughly stay the same because even though this, this last two years is, is new to us. This game plan is not new. This is an old game plan. This is this is something that that's happened in those last two years. We've known about this um, being sick thing since 1963. Right. Yeah. There was there was like a whole, and I think that came out too. So there's a whole uh, plan. Like this was this was a written down plan of what was going to happen. Like to the letter, to the name. People. I mean, you could find where it started with COVID. That it was Delta. That I mean, and it was all planned out and ready. So the fact that it when it initially broke that it came from a, and I never believed the bat thing to begin with because I thought, geez, I ain't there it is. Like I never got nothing like this. I never believed the bat thing, but I didn't know exactly how far back the plans for depopulating. This was, and this is a thing and YouTube can come for me and you guys can come for me, but this is a, it's a legitimate thing where they wanted to depopulate the planet because they thought it was overcrowded. And this was kind of part of their plan to do it. And when I say there, I'm talking about, People who are in a much higher position than even like your president or your 
world lead. I mean, I'm talking, they're like the elites, you're elitists. Mm -hmm. um, and this has been in motion for a long time. And trying to explain that, and that's, I guess that's what, when you, when you talk about, and I think where a lot of people, they struggle with talking to other people about it because we did get burned uh, pretty badly in the beginnings. In the beginning, like, we, I got ostracized from, like, our whole town, my whole town thought I was nuts. And sure, that was fine. I didn't care. I mean, I was like, well, this just doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to wear a mask, go to Walmart, where they I probably catch an STD just by walking down the aisle. That's ridiculous. And, boy, it, I was surprised at how quickly... I guess I'd always thought, like, as when you learn about American school, and I guess I'd always thought in school, like, if it ever got like this, like, if the government ever got like this, everybody would just be like, you know what, that's enough, we're not going to, you know, and they would come together, and they they would stop it. I was so surprised at how quickly people just caved, just right. put their masks on, and then lined up around the block to, to Axie themselves and their children. Yeah. And then I learned about all of, like, the trafficking and the things that were going on in that sense where it's because it's all connected and i was surprised to find how many parents actually traffic their kids for fame and, and fortune and you talk about hollywood and i don't know i guess i always thought that people on the inside were genuinely good and maybe i was not right <laughs> that's that's too bad for them i'm still good yeah, yeah. and it's it's hard to quantify you do feel crazy you do because so many people look at you like you are and i think the one issue with that is that as people we're we're too preoccupied with our own things you know we have our own lives we have our jobs we have our kids we have our families we have everything to tend to and all of these responsibilities we forget that other people exist and other people have lives and we we kind of do the sonder thing where we where we finally realize that you know other people have thoughts too other people are living these expansive lives just like i am and um it's it's very easy to sit there and call somebody crazy or use that coined term of conspiracy theorist that was coined in the early 1900s not 1960s by the way this is a thing that's hundreds of years old this mm -hmm. was this was per design way back and um it's it's very easy my explanation of why this happens is because it's very easy to call somebody crazy because it's dismissive we don't have to use any forethought we don't have to use any consideration and tr we can use the word crazy or conspiracy theorist to just simply write off what we care to not try to understand and it's not your fault that's their fault it's their unwillingness to want to listen or hear an opinion that's alternative to their own but is it really their fault if they've been programmed to do this their whole life? And that's, I, I have yes. conversations with people about this too. Like I can't blame the people that get pissed off at me who don't, because I don't see things because this is, they, it's, it's not, but it's not their fault. They've been conditioned. Maybe I don't so. know that they ever chose not to wake up and maybe they just haven't. Maybe, I, maybe not. Um, but the, the honest, honestly, the way that I look at it is that we're all adults and you should be responsible enough to maintain your own life and inform yourself. And it's your duty as an adult, as an American consumer to inform yourself and understand what you're buying and how you're buying it and what's in what you're buying. And if you choose not to, just because the package looks pretty, then that's your fault that you didn't inform yourself. So you can go to the kitchen and I will bring them a plate when they come to the door and they're cold <laughs> and hungry. So I guess I know, and I get it. Like, and I've had this conversation with a couple of people because I am constantly going back and explaining to them. And I'm not defending it. You know, I'm not defending anything anymore. Like we're not doing this anymore. I'm not blowing up comments anymore. I'm not coming at you. I'm not proving anything anymore. Yep. Believe what you want. But sure. if you 
wake up and you, you know, and you come back and I've had, I've had this, I've had these people who were horrible to me for a year and then they disappeared for a while. And then I, like two weeks ago, I had one of them come back and say, listen, I owe you a huge apology. And I mean, what do you, like I gave her a plate and I said, come to the next live and it'll be fine. We're good. Everything's good. I don't blame you because you've been programmed and raised like this. And it's really hard to break out of that programming, especially if you've yeah, had a lot is. of trauma, I thank it you, is. Wolverine girl. I love your face. Um, and so I, I have a hard time. I understand that people like like there needs to be some account. You have to be accountable for yourself. I understand that, but at the same time, I kind of also understand that that you're projecting, and none of this is your fault. You can be mad, die mad. That's okay. But I'm I don't blame you, and I probably never will. Um, we are all conditioned. So the MF, MF queen says we're all conditioned at some point in our lives. It will take some time for some to wake up or not, but we shouldn't give up on them. Yeah. But don't just don't lose yourself in it either, though, because they can be real mean. Yeah, there, there are levels to everything. And we have to understand that we we have to exercise some sort of compassion and understanding for each other. We have to. We you know, you you and I may not agree on a subject. And I think for probably 99% of our conversations, we agree on most things, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's something out there we'll disagree on. But that doesn't mean it has to be an argument or a debate or anything like that. I can say blue is my favorite color. You can say, well, well, my pink shirt right here, this this is my favorite color. And I'll say, well, you you're like, wrong. You're like, and I'm right. And then, you know, it, we'll, we can do this little rigmarole. Like I'm already fun. triggered. <laughs> As long as you don't talk shit about breakfast burritos. Like, as long as we're on the same page that like breakfast, breakfast burritos, burritos. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, good. I was going to, yeah. you were, I was about food. Breakfast burritos are like, time. yeah, they're staples here in this house. We eat them constantly. Yeah. It's probably not healthy. Well, it's kind of healthy. That's but, um, no, I mean, regardless, just because we have different things that we enjoy doesn't mean that one is necessarily wrong or right. It just means that we're, we're people with different preferences. And, and it's okay to to meet somebody who's different than you it, it opens your mind up for different levels of understanding you might learn something new from somebody who may not agree with you so why the debate why does that exist i we've been kind of we've been kind of taught to do that and i i very much disagree with it so i i don't really get into the, the debates i don't do the debate scene i don't do the argument thing it's right. it's it's not my deal i have so, so there's some other people that i work with and and for some of you who might know conservative texans one of them loves politics loves to debate I think, and I'm not a debater either. Like, I'm not going to debate you. And I'm, I'm, I, I spent a long time. I think we spent the first year of COVID, uh, answering questions and and breaking information. That's and I don't even know that it was debating, but we were breaking things down, like breaking things down yeah. so people can understand why the hospitals. They're, you know, like the New York hospital was one of them. It's not overwhelmed. These bodies are not piling up because of COVID. The bodies are piling up because of the restrictions that are put on the funeral homes to pick them up. Like this is. You got to understand what's happening. And <clears throat> we tried to break it down a lot, but eventually I got to a point where it's like, you know, what? go look it up. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can't do this anymore. Like I can't explain this anymore. Yeah. And you know, the interesting thing about all of this, when this, when this whole rigmarole started, um, I spent probably the year prior before this ever started, um, finding information like I usually do. And I, I how do you my... find, wait, 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 is that like some kind of secret? Do you have like some room in the back of your house that holds a portal? No. Um, you see it? Oh. N- no. When you when you oh. work in law enforcement, you're privy to certain pieces of information and avenues to things you can access, but you're also you also have access to other people and other venues as well. Um, so they kind of 
can't necessarily tell you all of it, but they can point you in the right direction. And if you can kind of read into what they tell you from time to time, you can be like, okay, thanks, man. Um, oh, okay. So it's, I'll take, I'll take that. So it's a portal in the back of your house. I got it. It's an advantage. It's an advantage. Um, but this whole, this, this year prior to this, I, I kind of give it like my one, my good old college try. And, uh, there were some friends of mine who I was, I was closer to. And sometimes we talked about these things off and on, you know, uh, one of my friends had a lot of questions and I said, you know, it's like, I, I take this for what it is. I don't know what this means, but the information that I'm looking at says that sometime next year, summertime ish, something bad is going to happen. And that's all that I know. I don't know anything else. I can't tell you what I can't tell you where or who or any of that. I I'm just looking at what I've got and I see it and it's right here. And I went on this spiel for the next year and you know all of a sudden may comes around of next year and now we're here and you know that whole time they look at you like you're weird or they have no clue what you're talking yeah. about or uh what like what do you mean you like you have no like, idea. like they know yeah. but like they don't want to admit that they know it's yeah they, yeah and i got that a lot basically it was me trying to like tell people that i cared about like hey something bad is going to happen to us and it did um i don't really make like I don't do the predictions thing. I don't do the guru thing. I, I think people that make dates and set, set dates and times and stuff for genuinely just trying to sell you something. And that's not me. Um, 20% 20, 20 <laughs> off my pillow, by the way, guys. Yeah. yeah. Do my yeah. But when you, talk, when you talked about something now, were you talking about COVID when you thought something, when you told them something bad was going to happen? Yep. Uh, okay. Can I ask you another question? Yes. Do you really think COVID was that bad? No, I had it twice. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, um, so the COVID, the pandemic in general, do you think it was meant to be bad? I, I, have... I think that it was meant to be um, absolutely devastating. But I don't think it was. I think no. it, I, I, I don't know what happened. And I, I, I have an idea of what happened, but I'm, I'm not going to say it. But I know that because if you look at COVID, and you look at everything that happened with COVID. COVID taught us a lot. One, COVID taught us that our schools are indoctrinating our kids. COVID and TikTok, thanks to the teachers on TikTok. Um, are messing with our kids, probably not in the best way. So COVID taught everybody that, hey, it's not that hard to homeschool. It's really not because they kicked all the kids out of school because of COVID, right? Yep. So I taught them it's not hard to homeschool. Look, at, look, you have to do it for a while. And it worked out and a lot of parents stuck with it. Um, COVID also taught people that, hey, it's pretty easy to work from home. Look how easy this is for you to be able to work from home and be with your family and spend time and have that extra time. Um, COVID taught a lot of people that. COVID woke a lot of people up to the mainstream media. I think COVID woke a lot of people up to specifically that portion of, of the corruption that's going on was mainstream media because they were like, COVID is, remember all the, there was all the, the footage of the Italians and everybody was dying. They were hanging off of balconies. And then we went and found it. And it was actually footage from something else from like 10 years prior. It's like, yeah. man, they're just yeah. reusing this footage. And then they came in, they started coming in hard with the censorship, right? I think COVID, and if it hadn't been for COVID, that wouldn't have happened. I think that would have been a much slower progression. You talked about it. You nailed it on the head in the beginning when you said it doesn't matter if it's seven years or 70 years or 700 years. It's This is what they're going to do. And I think that the idea was to slowly start rolling this in so that people didn't notice. But COVID came in and made it all happen really, really fast. And everybody noticed. Everyone's like, what do you mean you're going to take my post down? What do you mean I'm going to get kicked off your platform? You can't do that. It was a funny meme. Laugh damn yep. give me my platform back like i said the good thing about it is the internet exposes us and with with this coming into play with with covid we had 
um, vast amount of p- amounts of people who had vast amounts of extra time on their hands. And what do they do? They play around on their ah. phones. They play around on the internet. But if you remember at the very beginning of this, um, that that country over there, the big C, um, if you remember, I, I've acquired some some special video um, from some friends of mine um, when they first really tried to push it hard. Uh, legitimately, they were showing videos of um, what appeared to be uh, hundreds of bodies in the streets up and down yeah. the sidewalks. And um, that enabled them to go through their larger cities. And I acquired some video from some civilians, um, several civilians that were there living in apartment complexes where uh, teams in complete full bio suits um, would go in and they welded their doors shut so they couldn't get out and told them that they were to stay in their apartments. And they did this to these people for the first month when this happened and nobody talked about it. Nobody. And this and was in China. Yes. Yes. Yep. This was I right in the that. epicenter of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were welding doors shut. They were welding gates shut so people couldn't leave in their vehicles or they couldn't leave their apartments at all. They were stuck inside. Um, very, very much like Songbird. Um, oh, yes. Oh, finally, I found somebody else that, that we put the trailer for Songbird out. And the guy was riding his bike and he's like, they were going to shoot I'm him. Immune, and he's like, I'm immune. He's like, I'm immune. I'm immune. And then the white, the mother, she coughs. And then this alarm goes off and like, we detect the cop. We're, oh! And then like a month later, all of a sudden they had like, we're going to give everybody's got vaccine, these little bracelets. And I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. Like, I saw this trailer. Uh-uh, I don't even own a bike. And and I said, <laughs> uh, with this, after after everything that happened there with these videos and all of these people, um, I started hearing, I don't I don't even know if I can say the word. I'm so used to just censoring the word myself. Um, the other the other country over there starts with an A and ends with an A. Um, it's probably a trigger word here. I've, I've never gotten nailed for it, though. We'll just call it Sydney. Um, Sydney! <laughs> um that that really started to come out pretty quick and my saying from the very beginning and i'll say it and i'll continue to say it like i have the last two years is that that place in my opinion should be a case study on what it's like to control a group of people in one place a large group of people because they've done it but they've done it they've been like so sydney's been like this it's been part of the time since the 80s well i think but they've been like this since forever i can't remember a time where like sydney was ever um not because they you know they have the ccp i mean and they will kick like you have there's certain things you have to do they got the the social credit score like they've there was i can't count how many videos i've seen of them over there uh in sydney but they do now they Um, well yeah that's all of that stuff is knocking on the door all of these things that we you and I as, as kids looked into and said, Oh, is this really happening? As we looked around and said, Oh, one, one world, what, what is this thing on our, in our hand? Like it, it seems so, I don't know. It, it seems so long ago and it seems like it was all just hyperbole and it was all just daydreaming stuff. But now, you know, 20 years later down the road, we're, we're seeing these things actively happen and, and people like you and I are just kind of sitting here like, yeah, I know, but we have new people who are like, Oh my God, did you see this and this and this and this is happening? This is happening. My mind is blown. Everything's happening at once. And mm-hmm. and we just kind of sit back and we're like, yeah, we, we've been explaining these we things. Do, but we don't say we told you so. Like, because we're well, not no, trying to we scare don't. people away. We don't want to like, they're like little bunnies. You got to be like, oh, it's okay. See, exactly. I don't, was that your dog? Exactly. That's my dog. That's yeah. My dog. See, he even, he gets it. Yeah, exactly. No, he's fine. 
Our lives are very chaotic. Um, but then, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing is, as people, everybody needs to wake up. Like everybody needs to to see it in order for it to stop. And I don't know if we're ever going to get there. But we can't go scare them back into sleep, though, either. We can't go be all mean and, and stuff. We have to be nice little bunnies. Part of that problem is it's that's where you and I and our responsibilities come into play. We, right. we have a really, we do have a very important responsibility and our, our responsibility is informing the people who spend so much time with us and that's our duty. And we, we've decided to take that position and people, people do need to have the information and we have to, we have to understand that everybody's going to take it at their own pace and they're going to take their own journey in their own way that they want to. But we also are at a point now where we have to deliver factual information and we have to deliver it in a way that's rational and, and doesn't. And so they can understand it. That it was, has to be understandable. Yes. Right. Easy. That to was a big thing with COVID. Like I can't, I'm a doctor now, essentially, because I have Googled so many big words and watched way too many videos on how viruses work and how they can go through masks to come out and explain to people who are terrified and say, listen, this doesn't make any sense. And here's, here's a video to explain to you why. And here's, what this word and I, I had to, man, I never and, wanted to ever have to do that. <laughs> Purple princess, I love your face. Thank you. Okay, good. And you know, the interesting thing is that, like, for for, for people like you and I, mm-hmm. none of this is scary. None of it no. is. I'm not scared at all. But for some of the newer members, uh, you know, the, to the community, to the channels, they're they're absolutely they're very scared and that's where our duty is extremely important because we have a very important duty not to make these people panic with their their very lives because they are they're already scared and you know they they come looking for information and looking for answers and it just scares them further when you have somebody on social media who will who will say oh you need to wake up you need to wake up do your research you need to wake up like that's that's not an approach that's going to be effective to somebody when they're already scared you have to sit them down and you have to say, look, I understand how you feel. I have, I have felt that way, but it was, it was 20 years ago and I'm still here. You know, everything is going to be okay. The only thing is, is we have a job and a duty to inform people that we need to work together. We have to. Cause there's more of us than there are of them. Absolutely. And I say it, I say it constantly. I say it constantly. And people, I mean, and they'll argue too. They'll be like, well, they're going to come and they're going to kick everybody's doors in with these vaccine days. And it's like, no. Because if they were going to, they would have done it by now. And they aren't. The reason that they're not is because there's more of us than there are of them. And we are locked and loaded. Not much has changed. We are behind every blade of grass. Correct. And we could take out them pretty quickly. And they know it. That's why this was another thing that um, I think we struggled with, especially like in this last year. People wanted to take to the streets. And they wanted. They did. They wanted to go all 1776 style. We talk about the the insurrection on January 6th. The what? Um, the insurrection. <laughs> Exactly. There was, no, there, was a, there was a party. There was a party that got a little out of control. And anyway. But they, they want to take the streets. <laughs> they want they want to buy up all the guns and the ammo. They want to do this. And it's like, but that's not the war that we're fighting. You can go out on the streets and march and call the government. You know, call, call them all out. They're not going to come out. And they're not that's fighting that way. This is a mental game. This is an informational war. This is Obviously, because we can't put information, certain pieces of information out there without it being labeled or taken down or getting kicked off this. And then it's a mental health thing, too. Like, and this is 
we're big. My morning shows are all about meditating. This is what we do. You have to stay clear. You have to stay grounded. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to get sucked in and you're going to be scared just like the rest of these people. And you're going to panic. And the last thing we need right now is a bunch of panic. And that's that's a big problem, too, is when we when we act on our emotions, it tends to be horrible decisions that we make. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have to we have to have our wits about us. We have to maintain that. And that's where you and I come into play. We we have to deliver. You know, you deliver the same information roughly that that I would your approach is in some ways far better than mine. And, and you know, my approach is, it's, it's very it, like, mother. it's different, but it's the same. You know, you, you very much care about your crowd. I do too. My delivery is this, you know, I'm level across the whole thing. And I know that you get excited because you care and that's great. And people respond to that. And people really, really do. I have a tough time dealing with that because I spent 10 years in a place where it was always high, emotion 24 7 and it mm-hmm. kind of like burnt that fuse out of me so everything for me is just kind of like yeah it's fine because it is but i need that like i don't have because like i don't have that <laughs> i don't i try <laughs> sometimes like sometimes if i'm focused like i can be very level but most of the time i'm very and i just it's a it's a balance and i think it's a good balance we've talked and I don't know, like we talked a lot about this too, with like the divine feminine and the divine masculine and toxic femininity and toxic masculinity and what came first. And it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we need a balance because you need that, like that uh, masculine energy to come in and do, offer up that same confident stance to be able to deliver the information in that way, because there are people out there that need it delivered in that way. And at the same time, you need people who are like the divine feminine, who's I'm mothering and, but also very energetic and Nita delivered with hand puppets, okay, sure. and ghosts. We get ghosts yeah. in here sometimes who like to come in. Very entertainment kind of way. You need to have that balance. And I think a lot of people, when they want everybody, because they want everybody awake right now. And it, you just That's can't not the way do it. Works. It's not the way it works. And it will. people will not make it. People will. If you've watched anything, like if you, if you even watched the first little bit of Frazzle Drip or any of these interviews with, these kids um, and seeing any of this footage, I can't even, I, we got an entire generation of kids and people out here who don't even know what their gender is. Like I can't, are they, they mentally can't handle working 40 hours a week. Like it's too, we have a very weak generation out here. And then you start throwing out that, listen, that actor that you liked uh, is this horrible Satanist person who made shoes out of a very popular little girl. And it's true. Like that's, they're not going to make it. They'll implode and you'll have mass death. And that's never the object when it comes to war is to have mass casualties. No. Um, the razzle. I, well, I can't really talk about it on YouTube. You can find it on, I don't even know if you can find it on bitch. It's, it's what stopped me for about You can three find months. it, but it's terrible. It is terrible. I don't recommend it. I don't. It's the Hillary Clinton Podesta video. Um, so let's, can we, can we dabble in that too? Like we, I talked about, is there anything that's kind of off limits? I know that you were in the industry, you were in my live, uh, and I want to say it was a couple weeks ago. I think it was the Betty White live and you had talked about being in the industry and you had seen some of this firsthand. Is that something that you're okay talking about tonight with yeah. us a little bit? Yeah. Look at you. Actually, just like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. People need to know. And if they can I learn know. from my experience, then that's good. And, but I also I, care very much about how. Okay, you're good. We're just I'm a I'm a different machine here. You know, I'm I'm good. Um, but somebody somebody noted you're at like five point five two K. Um, but I think it's fitting for this channel. Um 
For subscribing? Subscribers? Yeah. For oh, yay! Thanks, guys. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. That's what the kids say. So my Make sure you smash that like button, guys. Oh, my God. My kids think I'm so cool, Jake. <laughs> I do, like, too. Mom, I do, too. My oldest is like, Dad, you have 300,000 followers? I'm like, yeah, dude. I TikTok. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Um, but I'm no, I did. show my kids I, your TikTok account. Oh, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't guy. watch any of his stuff. No. <laughs> I that guy. Hey. Um, but no, I, I started at a, at a young age. It was something that I genuinely wanted to do. And it's something that I did on my own. I learned all of it, how to do it on my own. Um, I met at the age of 17, I met an individual. I will just call him, let's call him uh, Russ. And he's from Kentucky Great. and, uh, he was a photographer and he worked with other models. He had a, he legitimately had a business. He worked with models. He was, he was working as an agent for some, he was a photographer for all. Um, and I wanted to develop my portfolio. So I was looking for networking people with my, in my area, um, other photographers to work with. And he was just one of them that approached me and he was on my list. It wasn't anything like he sought me out or anything like that. It was, he was just added to my list. Um, so I went to Kentucky. And I had a trip there, drove by myself, and that's fine. It's four, four and a half hour drive. Um, met with him on the first occasion. He was professional. He was nice, courteous. We worked and got a lot of work done. I think we took like three or 400 photos that day. Um, and he kind of showed me around where he, his studio was set up at, where he worked at. And it was fine. Um, a couple months later, second time, second occasion to work comes around and he says, Hey, do you want to come down and do some more work? And I said, absolutely. Uh, just based on the first experience, I said, sure. Uh, so we plan that out. I go down there. Um, a lot of, a lot of people who don't understand the industry. Um, it's, it, it is a really different world. Um, in some ways the work, yes, it is sexualized and that is, Partly because we understand that sex sells. That is the commonsensical side of it. Sex sells, and that's okay. It does. We that's how we all got here in the first place, people. And we're all adults. So yes, we can admit that's true. But there is another part there that exists underneath that. And that is the part that I was subjected to um with with this man. And the second time around, we we started um to just take some some simple photos. It was a warm-up, like let's get reacclimated let's get comfortable okay no problem and we start to work and um it gets to a point where he's like you know can you just like unbutton your shirt and like it just starts in steps they they stair step you to see where you're comfortable and if you're not comfortable with something they tone it down for a little bit and then they'll just continue to push it and stair step it back and push it okay um that's pretty routine but i never i never would cave on these things i would i never would do anything that i wasn't comfortable with. I wouldn't let anybody talk me into it. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, so it was just, it was just very typical work that you would see on any Google image search, image search. You could find it. Um, it wasn't anything outstanding. Like I wasn't walking around like naked or anything like that. I would never do that. Um, but we go back once again to the studio, start to, you know, look at other work and he starts to show me uh, some of the other people he works with shows me these photo books and flipping through some of these people. And I kind of, in the back of my head, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this and 
saying um, like these like these people don't necessarily look like the model type. These people look like they could be like just my next door neighbor. Right. There wasn't anything like discernibly outstanding about them as models. And they were like regularly shaped, not interesting looking as far as their anatomical build is concerned, just people. So that kind of stuck in my head and he, he kind of went through and said this, you know, this guy has gone on and he he's working um, in the Bahamas right now. And this guy went to New York and this guy did this and all these people did these, all these, all these wonderful things. Um, and I said, cool. And he's like, we, you know, we can work on that with you too, if you want. And blah, blah, blah. I said, absolutely. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. Okay. Um, but it just, the conversation eventually slowly turned to where it was professional to completely unprofessional, which was, you know, it was how you and I are conversing right now, totally normal. And then the next second was, so how do you feel about taking your clothes off? And I was like, not really, not really. Not um, I don't, that's not my thing. How old were you? 17. And this okay. was, yeah, this was uh, early 2000s. So the laws were different. Things were different then. Um, and then it turned into, do you like boys or girls? And then it turned into, how much money can I give you to uh, shoot in your underwear? Or can I buy you this car if you do these things for me? What do you, will you, will you do some, some favors for me? And I mean, favors um, right. for me. And it, it kind of got to a point where this was all in the span of the second visit. And it, it, once it kind of hit that point, I stopped and I said, look, I'm here to work. And that's what I want to do. I'm not interested in any of this, anything else. Um, don't talk to me about any more of this stuff. It's like, I'm just a normal guy. I like girls. That's not going to change. I'm here to work and I'm here to make a name for myself. That's it. Well, how much money can I give you if you just give me a little, you know? Um, I said, dude, this is enough. And uh, he took a little break from that. And I said, thank God. Um, so we go back to where we were shooting. There was another kid there who was working as his assistant. He looked very tired. He looked like he was about 15 years old. A little blonde kid with uh, longer hair. I don't remember his name, but I remember very much how he looked. He looked very kind of dejected and tired and sad. Mm -hmm. And um, he kind of like introduced himself. But when he did it, he kind of did it in a way that was kind of like, that was weird. You know, because normally when you meet somebody, you're like, hi, I'm Jake. How are you? For him, it was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. How are you? And immediately I was just kind of just, it was just an uncomfortable energy in the air, I guess. Okay. Um, but he uh, was instructed to go through um, the laptop he was working on and show me all of these photos of these men in compromising positions. And they were asking me if I was comfortable with these things or if I was willing to do any of them for any amount of money. And lo and behold, to sum the story up, um, the uh, the very same people that I was shown in the book from the first day around on second day were talked into these compromising positions and um, were literally being sold um, to go overseas and go to places where there is money like New York or California. Um, and they were being sold off to very old men with a lot of money and some influence. And uh, I was told that I, um, I could definitely do that if I wanted to. And I said, I will never do this. This is not my thing. 
I was like, I'm leaving. I'm never coming back here. Don't ever talk to me again. We are done. And uh, then all the harassing phone calls came. Um, you need to come back down here. I'm going to sue you for everything you've got because you've still got some shirts that I gave you or this and that, or I gave you free photos and I'm going to sue, I'm going to sue you for there's $5,000 right here for all this work you didn't pay me for. And yada, like he was kind of to that point where he's kind of uh, wanting to be the controlling person. Right. He was panicking. He was panicking. He was panicking. Um, but he, I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm not built that way. I don't, I don't cave under the pressure. I don't, I don't do those things. You can't make me. If I really don't want to, you're not going to make me. Um, And even though I was 17, I was still, I had to grow up very fast. Um, So I was kind of not afraid of the confrontation. And I said, you know what? I was like, you sue away. You go ahead and sue away. And here's what I'll do. I'll make you this promise. You send me the legal paperwork. I will come to court and I will tell the judge how you've been spending the last 10 years living with your mother and how you pose as a photographer and a false agent and how you're selling underage kids for sexual favors and selling them into the sex trade for old men who have a lot of money who will pay you to do that. And what do you think is going to happen? And he didn't say a word. And I said, now here's what's also going to happen is you're actually going to leave me alone. I don't ever want to hear from you again. If you ever call me, I will come and I will find you. Kind of like Taken. Like it was very yeah. much was yeah. like kind of Taken. Like, I got I a very specific you. set of skills. I have a particular set of skills. I will find What happened you. to the blonde kid? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I think about him often. I do. Um, and I only met him for 10 minutes or so. And I think about him from time to time. But lo and behold, um, this man had has been arrested a couple times under okay. merely allegations no convictions um but some other allegations that are kind of like approaching um but now uh in 2022 he has his own church and he is the pastor there of course he is because you know church is where you go to hide a lot of this i'm sorry if you're the organized like i've had my own experience with that organized religion is not my thing so it's just does the church know (laughs) like can i can i make a video can sure. you give me some information? And I'd sure. like to talk to this church. Yeah. Like. I know exactly where he lives. I know his phone number. I know his address. But you don't know what happened to the blonde kid. I don't know what happened to the blonde kid. I don't is know that what happened the to only the time. Kid. So is that the only time that something like that's happened to you? No. Or is this? Okay. <laughs> that's just... I... Ah. To preface all of this, I was never damaged. I didn't come from a broken home. I never got into right. drugs. I was never touched. I was never, none of that happened to me. I saw it happen. I saw it happen over and over and over again for years. Um, some of the very people that we saw on, on popular shows on television, America's Next Top Model. Um, I've seen these people. I know some of these people. And I know that I can tell you for sure that everything on TV is 100% scripted for the most part. And these people appear one way. Um, as a character on TV and in real life, they're somebody that you would never imagine that they, they would or could be. There are some absolute monsters out there. Can we, do we get names? No, no names on the names. Like I know when, I mean, we've talked about obviously. Okay. So we, we've been talking a lot about this. We did Danny Tanner, whatever his name is. I can't, I can't remember this dude. he's a piece of shit. He is, but I, I grew up on Full House, and I but I was probably I was probably I don't know mid teens when I started to catch his comedy act, and vulgar. then it was like, 
it was vulgar, but it was bad, but it was vulgar. I mean, I didn't care for it. But then I started catching some of his other, like the roast that he did. I remember that one specifically, and I played it on TikTok. The roast that they did of uh, Godfrey? him. Yeah, the Gilbert. Yeah, it was the Gilbert Gaffrey one. That's the one we put on TikTok. <clears throat> and we put it into Telegram. The whole video is in there. But where they, because, and I remembered hearing about he had raped and killed a woman back in the 90s. Now, I remembered hearing about this. And this is where the little seeds come in, right? You get these little seeds and mm -hmm. then you forget about them. But then I remember, then they did this, the skit and I was like, and they were laughing about it. But I remember it being an actual, like yeah. it happened. Like it was a true thing. Yeah. And he had gotten off on some kind of technicality and they were all laughing about it. And yeah. then they were making jokes about the Olsen twins. And well, I mean, the Olsen twins are all fucked up, right? They've they been fucked up. They have been for a very long time. And then the other girls, well, I don't know if DJ was one, but like uh, the middle girl, she had a big drug problem. And then it was rumored that he was the one giving her drugs. And probably that kicked off like the whole. So we had this whole Hollywood live and, and talked about a lot of these people. And yeah. it kind of came to the conclusion that if you've got anybody in Hollywood, even now that is still relevant, they're a part of this. People always ask, well, is that person bad? Probably. Probably. It's safe to assume they are. There are very few people. Um, some some of the things I, I try not to talk about too much because some of it I feel like it would be embellishing, and some of it is just not important. Um, there are plenty of celebrities out there and blue checkmark people that I talk to on a regular basis, and I'm very good friends with. Um, those people are my people. I stick very close to them. We are all of the same mentality. I don't want people to have the idea that all of Hollywood is tainted and evil. The vast majority of it, of it is. Um, but there is still that group on the other side of very good people like you and I, who are just trying to do their thing and are good people. They pay their bills. They don't do anything. They don't break any laws. They, they're not interested in any of that and they do just fine. So, That's tough. So that's, that's, and that's, I think that's, that's tough for a lot of people because they do have this conception right now of Hollywood and we all have it because just because of the stuff that has started to come out, is it and, safe to say that? Sorry, go ahead. Maybe, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, no, you can go ahead. I was just thinking out loud for a second. Um, hold on. That's um, fine. I don't want you to lose that thought. It's an important question. Is it safe to say that? So, like, these people that you talk to on a regular basis, but they know what's going on, right? Yeah. Can And, uh, and I'm going to be very... And uh, this is where, like, my side comes in. Like, are they doing anything? Yes. About it? Yes. Do I get to know what? Harvey. Well, Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, he got popped. Why do you but think he got popped? It, but how long did it take before he got? Years. You have to understand this... This is this is a different world. This is a world where it's it's one thing if I were to say something and and piss you off, you know, I'd be like, dude, you look tired today, and it would just make you piss off. You know, you'd be like, dude, what the fuck you say that for? You know, that's that's one thing. But you know, uh, you'd, you'd even get a little mad, like if you said the wrong thing at work, and somebody's like, I'm going after your job. Um, you know, that's one of those where you just go to HR and you have your little spat, and maybe like a week later, you're fine. Mm -hmm. with with these people they have a voice they have a platform they have a lot of money they get everything that they want all the time 24 7 they ask for mm -hmm. it they get it go get me a stick of gum okay right away sir right away ma'am 
don't ask me any questions. Do what I tell you to do. If you want to make a name for yourself, if you want to be part of this crew, if you want to make millions of dollars, if you want to be famous, you're going to do exactly what I tell you to do. Okay, now sit down and get down on your knees and do what I tell you. And yeah, it's that that exists. That is a thing. Well, I know. I've, I've seen plenty of stuff. <laughs> like we, we've been in deep in this rabbit hole and, and I've heard stuff. And and that's that's the problem is how you, you've gotten. Well, why to would you want to be a part of something that's like that? because people are greedy and people are selfish and they think that some sort of glamorous lifestyle lives behind that. And it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's not wonderful. It's not glamorous. It's not, it's not any of that. You know, it's what is the, all, all that glitters isn't gold. You know, it just because it looks like it's gold, it doesn't mean that it is. It's, it's not that great. Having a lot of money is cool, but what you have to do to get it is the question. So what are you what are you willing to do for a million dollars? Nothing. I, sure? Money has never money has never been my thing. And see, that's I've, that's not everybody is like that. You're right. But once you put the pressure on somebody, you say, "Hey, um, how much is a million dollars worth to you?" Oh my God, it would pay off my student loans. It'll pay off my house. I can take care of my mom. I can pay off her house. I can buy this new car. Blah blah. blah. Okay. What are you willing to do for it? You want to go on a contract for ten years? Are you willing to? Is it worth ten years for you? Uh, the smart person would say, uh, "Hell no." No. But for some people who are desperate, they say, yes. Okay, okay. So if you want a role in this film, what are you willing to do for me? Well, I'll work really hard. You know, I'll be the best actor you've ever seen. You know, I'll, I'll memorize all my lines. I won't make any mistakes, I promise. And I'll just be able to... No, no, no. That's not what I mean. What are you going to do for me? So you can have a part in this movie if it's that important to you. What are you going to do? Well, what do I have to do? I, I've seen these things happen. It, it happens. It's a real thing. And uh, people get used and abused. And then all of a sudden you have preteens who are hooked on drugs and nobody knows why. And they think it's just part of the job because they have so much money they don't know what to do with. And that's not true. Um, sometimes you, you uh, supplement one trauma for another. And uh, usually that results in the uh, drug industry in Hollywood. I just, I, and I get that with, with, I, I can understand that with, with people who are even, and even at 17, 18, I know that's still really young. I know technically they're still kids. I get that. But I also get that at 17, 18, 19 year, you know, you, it's kind of the same thing. There's some self-responsibility. You have to say, no, you got to walk away. It's hard. There's pressure. I get all that. Yeah. But I'm hard. talking there's about pressure. these little too. kids. Like I, like the little little kids. Like we posted, I posted a TikTok of Brooke Shields, and what she was nine. That wasn't even my TikTok. I posted it to tell the magazine was, print. Yes. Yeah. She was nine or ten. She's mm -hmm. naked, like on this Playboy. Like I don't even remember this. This was forever and ever. I, of course, I never watched Playboy. I read Playboy. But she was like, "Where was?" And her mom was all supportive about it. Then her mom turned around and sued them. Like five years later, her mom was there. I know. The whole time. I know. I don't. Why didn't somebody? I, I don't I don't know. I'm, this is why I guess when I talk about things changing with Hollywood coming down and crashing and being taken over by your podcast and your TikTokers and your social media lights or social media elite people, whatever. This is this is kind of like but then it's going to be kind of the same thing. You kind of already see it now, but. Because this, 
it's just okay there for this five, six-year-old to be running around um, in this heavy makeup and provocatively. And I guess I'm going back to cuties on Netflix. Like that was such a, that was such a mess. And I canceled Netflix over it. I think a lot of us did. But why, why is it allowed to continue? Why isn't, why isn't, why isn't somebody, why would you want to, why would you want to be a part of that? Like, why, why, why is that okay? Because you, you damage somebody and they get scared and they say, I'm just a kid. I'm going to tell everybody. And then you get somebody who says, here, here's what's going to happen. This is going to be our little secret. And you hear that line all the time because it's true. It's going to be our little secret. And it's just between you and me. This is our little special secret. Blah 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 blah. And you try to be, you know, you you you're nice. You 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 laid over really. I don't know how. However, you would do that as you're talking to a kid when you're trying to be like genuine with a kid. You know, kids are always genuine about everything. It's like, oh yeah, everything's cool, man. You you try to do it that way first. You try it the nice way, and then when it doesn't seem to be working, then you start to um, use the fear tactic that we all fall for because fear is a fantastic motivator. Mm-hmm. And after reasoning doesn't work you sit them down and when they're six seven eight nine years old they're very susceptible to things and things are very scary because everything's new Mm -hmm. and you say listen if you tell anybody even your parents i will kill you i will kill your mommy i will kill your daddy i will cut your dog and make it very terrible scene and i will take everybody that you know and they will all disappear what do you think about that and then they say nothing out of the fear because they think that they have to protect their family and they mm-hmm. can't say anything out of fear. And they hold this in and they have these feelings, these emotional, th- these tearings of emotion of, of fear and pressure and guilt. And as a nine-year-old, you don't know how to handle that. And it comes out as other things. It comes out as, oh, I developed schizophrenia. Oh, I developed this horrible drug habit. Oh, why, why is this totally going disorder. to club? Yeah. Multiple personalities, borderline personality disorder. And you say, oh, that's just the nature of the beast when you're a kid in Hollywood. Look at Lindsay Lohan. Look what happened to her. She just got on See, drugs. But that's, that's, a, a, that's what I'm saying. That's what I used to think. Like when somebody, there the, was the Macaulay Culkin thing. I'm like, man, he's got really bad. And that's what I used to think. That's what they got everybody thinking. Mm-hmm. Why is it allowed? Why is it allowed to continue? Like we all know about it now. Like, because that circle is a, it's a small club and you're not in it. That's fine. I don't want to. Be. Why would anybody want to be in it? Because money and power and everything around it. And when you have, when you have everything, what's the one thing that you want? It's more power. But it is. Okay. Okay. Is this going to be, so now, so this is all kind of out there. I know I want to say it, it's probably out there as much as it's been um, mm-hmm. with, with your TikTok. Oh, yeah. you, the internet's a blessing in disguise because it gives everybody a platform to it say whatever us. they want. It, yes. does. it exposes everything. Now, is this going to be Does it, is it going to end? Like, is this done? It ends it, when we want it to. But do you see it ending? Do you I, like based on the trends and the numbers and, and based on the people and the amount of new movies that are not and are coming out and the 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 Hollywood, the A-listers that are trying to make TikToks, which is cringy. I, I see it ending, Terrible. but I don't see it ending anytime soon. Not with not with like a not like a two to five year time frame. I don't see it ending then. I'm really 10, 15 years. 
you have to you have to understand that like i said these these people are these they're powerful people there they they have a lot of connections they have a lot of people all in the same club right but um, they all make money the same way then by they, us. they all protect each other they all look out for each other and it it's not just hollywood it's unfortunately it ties into it's in hollywood it's in law enforcement it's in it's it's in your local too. firehouse it's it is everywhere. It's so laden. And when you have when you have judges protecting judges, when you have juries that are stacked, when you have prosecutors who are getting paid off, when you have people taking favors and doing things for money, money talks. Money is money and money and power and influence. It it goes a very long way for these people. It might not for you, and it might not for me. But for some people, like I said, you could sit in a room and be very hungry, and they could put a million dollars in front of you in a briefcase and say, how hungry are you? And you would be like, eh, I'll just go to Subway. But for some people, that's everything. That's a life change for them. So the only way, okay. So this actually is a really good opportunity to segue to something else. So there's a lot of conversation around the dollar and how it's losing its value, obviously. Yes. And I know that you know a lot about um, crypto, and Bitcoin. This is not my wheelhouse, Jake. I'm really sorry. Uh, somebody we we do shows with Alf and on his big thing is gold and silver. That's where he thinks it's going to go back to the gold and silver standard. No, um, I'm seeing a lot of things coming out now. It's going to go to more of this Bitcoin and, and crypto, like the currency, the online, basically 100% electronic currency. Yes. So if you take, like, what are your thoughts? Like if you take the, basically the money out of it, so that would make any money that people had unless they could convert it into this so worthless. I don't know how that could. What is your like? What is your take on that? Do you think it's going to switch over into that, or yes, I do. And do you think that's going to change anything? I I don't think it'll change a thing. Um, who do you think owns Bitcoin? That Satoshi is, yeah, Nakamoto. See, no, no, I don't know. Like I, the guy that wants to fly to space. What's his name? Tesla. He made the Tesla. <laughs> this is not my wheelhouse. This is all you. <laughs> So you have to, like I said, um, you remember earlier when I was talking about sometimes you have to be a silent observer and you have to look at mm -hmm. trends and you have to look at patterns. This is a this is a pattern. Cryptocurrency came out roughly, uh, you know, 2000, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't very talked about until about 2007. It wasn't a thing until, you know, it, it, it wasn't an actual like thing or a fad until about 2007, 2008. Right. Um, until then, it was nothing. It came out of nowhere. It literally did. I originally looked at cryptocurrency and I said, uh-oh, we have a problem here. We're looking at a digital currency. And my immediate thought after that was, well, this is a way to cross borders with a currency because it's digital. Everybody can access it. So that means that I could have just as much as people in Sydney could have. Or in the big C, they could have the exact same amount or they, everybody could have this, like this, this would, I don't think that this is, I don't want to get all woo woo with it. I don't think it's a one world thing. I think it is a precursor to it though. Um, but you have to look at the patterns of things historically, and you have to understand how power has condensed down into about 13 people in charge of basically right. the entire world and how it's condensed down to that um, from the early 1900s, how we've just slowly, we're getting to this point where we're, we're going to just keep condensing things down until there is 
it's you have to look at the pattern. The historical pattern will tell you that eventually we get to that zero point where there is just one government head owning and one currency right. and owning one globe of people. And now that's what you think. So, and this is this the one world order. This like the Denver airport. This is kind of all. Of, that's what that was all about. I is think that it think? is a precursor. I think that this is a not necessarily practice run. I think that it is a condensing of things. Um, money. I think. I think the play here will be the fact that well, look what's happening to the dollar. It's basically worthless. Mm -hmm. But we have this digital currency. And it's really quick to transfer. You don't have to touch it. Money's dirty. Viruses live on money. You don't know what people do with their money. You, you just grab change and put it in your pocket. Where did it come from? Who had it last? And this is how you're getting sick. You can get, you can get sick by touching, by touching currency. And so what they did is they condensed that down and got you on deck for cryptocurrency by giving you a debit card with an RFID chip in it. RFID chips can be scanned and stolen. And if you have a scanner and a reader, you can go to any mall or any airport or go to any place where there's a lot of people, get in a proximity, and you can scan the numbers just like that. And you've stolen their money. So you've created a card that seems convenient, but it's but it has fallacy. It's there's there's a flaw. And the flaw is that anybody can steal it if they want to, and it's very easy. You could do it. And it would cost you about a hundred dollars for the equipment. Um I have a special wallet that says that it doesn't allow people to do that. They can still do it. Oh, you paid extra for that wallet. Yeah. Damn it made it you feel me. good though, right? It sure did. I used my debit safe. card with the chip and everything. Yeah. Fucking buy it. Dang it. Yeah. Um, so that was a practice run. And now that we have our debit cards and, you know, the, the argument can be like, well, you can lose them really easy. They break and over time they wear out. But okay, now here's... Here's the next thing. Here's this digital currency. And we say, okay, what the hell is this? Well, it's on the internet. You can't touch it. Like you can't hold a Bitcoin, but you can own it and you just transfer your money into it. And it, it just is what it is. It's digital currency. Well, this sounds scary. How is this going to work? And then everybody starts to invest in it. But the, the problem is, is that we're at this I don't want to say like transcendence point. You had a conversation uh, last night on your show uh, about that, that kind of uh, it's, it's a mental shift. It's a societal mental it shift is. right now. Mm -hmm. And this, we're seeing a lot of growing pains because of it. We're seeing people start to wake up to things. We're seeing people be open to new and not necessarily better, but newer things. And, and the growing pains behind it are hard. But also a problem is we have people printing money and they have been for the last two years. They've been printing physical currency that's fiat and it's not backed by anything. That's what fiat means is that um, thanks to Nixon, he pulled the dollar off um, gold and silver. It was backed and insured by gold and silver. So your dollar had actual physical value, attainable value. And... Over time, historically, we allowed people like Bear Stearns and Goldman Sachs to come into the Fed and start to regulate it. Central banks, yada, yada, yada. Ipso facto, corporations own your money. They took the, gold, they took the dollar off the gold standard. They took it off the silver. Um, it's fiat. It's worth only the paper it's printed on. We just all as a collective say this $5 bill is worth $5. Right. And we all just agree to it. And right. The weird thing about it is that if we decided that it didn't or wasn't a thing and it was just paper, 
it wouldn't exist. And we go it's, back. We should just go back to trading. Thing to think about. Barter trade. system. I agree. Barter I would, system. I love the barter system. I I'd love it. to have a barter system. Mm-hmm. I, have, that's, I have a lot that's of something skills. Alpha talks about too. And and we've talked a lot about it too, like the barter system. And and we use it. I mean, we use it now, even with the online stuff. Like I will teach people how to start podcasts. And in return, like they will sometimes they'll come on my podcast or they will, you know, the, all kinds of different people got people are cool. Yeah. <laughs> people got all kinds of talent and stuff like that that we could do a barter system with. Yeah, but absolutely. Do you think I just I and I know that everybody and, and there's like the big argument out there that's going on right now. So what is actually happening? Is it the new world order? Is is Sydney coming in? We're all gonna be Sydney, Sydney's by in the next five years or whatever or is has like this mass great awakening been forced to happen because of the 20 and and we i always refer back to the 2020 election because that seemed to be the pivotal moment for a lot of damn people to start paying attention and yeah i'm i tend to lean towards the great awakening and the reason why it goes back to like when we talked about earlier tonight about covid and then the positive things that happened with covid like in and it it was and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a person that just focuses on the positive things. I'm pretty logical. I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not pessimistic, but I'm not, you know, overly optimistic either. But when it, people talk about COVID, I, I knew like the masks and the mandates were coming. I knew the mandates were coming when they started with the masks. But I saw this other, this other stuff happening. Like I, I saw all of these, these shifts that were happening in the positive. I saw a lot of people either get fired or quit their damn jobs, but they hate it anyway. And start out on their own and start starting, started a podcast or started, you know, painting or learned how to do stuff online and started businesses online, start went into businesses for themselves. I'm seeing these medical professionals, these nurses and these doctors break away from the the big pharma, the medical system and going into private practice because they speak out against the vaccine. They got fired. Yeah. And I'm seeing all and, and they're happy and they're they're excited and they're, you know, so many good things happened as a result of COVID. Like I pulled my own kids out of school and man, their mental health has never been better. Yeah, and I will, I don't know that they'll ever go adjusted. back. They, my yeah. kids have never been. See, and my kids, they struggled so much in school. I never, and I never, I never put the dots together. Jake, I didn't put the dots together until but they didn't go do. this year. And I'm and like, you dang, do. you guys, like, you guys are great. You're fun to be around. This is great. We need to do this. Yeah. But more people, they they went with that. More people got involved in their local politics. They started running for these local seats that they didn't give a shit about before. People started waking mm-hmm. up to the colleges and and maybe you know spending a hundred thousand dollars on an Ivy League college for a degree in liberal arts, maybe isn't hot. You know, we're, maybe this isn't the best thing to do right now because money is tight and the shelves are empty, and so people are going and they're learning trades. I just I saw all of these positive things happen as a result from COVID. It is so hard for me to get on the new world order, order bandwagon because too many people are standing up against it and too many people have drawn their lines in the sand and then they stepped and that was it and they're 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 done yeah that's and they're better off for it they are better better off off absolutely yeah i'm joe rogan and and these are things that we we had an idea of 20 years ago and we said man how cool would it be to have just your kids homeschooled. Well, aren't you worried about them having social issues? No, not at all. I'm no. worried about my kid being intelligent and successful. That's why I want to homeschool. Um, my kids are incredibly intelligent. They get their education. Everything is everything is 
per the state. We follow the state guidelines, even though they're, they're pretty loose. Um, my cat to be kidding me. Sorry. It's my, my cat Hi, is notorious for meowing nonstop and uh, he's going to do that. So just deal with it guys. Okay. Oh, um, Mine was in here yesterday morning. They, so they're my, my people are well versed to it there. This is what happens until I get my own office and I'll just like shut and lock the door. <laughs> but um, I don't even remember what I was saying now. Thanks cat. <laughs> Thanks Kevin. Homeschooling. The, oh, your cat's name is Kevin. Kevin. Oh my God, we had a hamster before we got Tony the Russian. Tony the Russian just died like a couple weeks ago. Now we have guinea pigs. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want guinea but pigs. We have, they're so cool. They, oh my God. They're, plus, if nah. anything goes real south, I can eat them. I got three but kids, two cats, and two dogs. I'm good. You can't eat those, though. Guinea pigs, you can eat dogs. Can eat. They're delicate. You can, but they're delicious. Gross. I've heard. Oh, oh my God. George Washington wrote have... about it. George Washington ate dog. George, he couldn't have. He had wooden teeth. No, he didn't have wooden teeth, actually. Yes, he apt shut up. He did, too. Oh, okay. That's what That's I was a misnomer. Taught. That's a misnomer. You were taught a lot of things that are wrong, just like know, the rest like of us. like the moon landing. Just like all of us. Yeah. My own children now, they're like, Mom, was the moon landing fake? And I'm like, yeah, sorry. I, it was. But TikTok taught it to them. They saw some kid on TikTok being like, this is why the moon landing doesn't make sense. And they were like, is this true? And I'm like, yeah, sucks to suck. Yeah. That's why you see that guy's huge face behind the 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 lunar lander the the lunar lander there's, there's literally kid. a video you can see a guy's whole face in the background <laughs> lunar lander is this big and it's supposed to be the size of of a small building and this guy's face is this big around it and he's and just going trying, like this they're trying to convince us that they went to march but somebody this goes back to tiktok to teach me all kinds of shit tiktok somebody at tiktok pulled up the picture that they pulled off the nasa website nasa.com of mars that you can go get and they Changed put it the next hue. to a and made they it changed look, the units. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a desert from Utah. <laughs> yep. The exact same thing. I about fell out my chair. This, so this is what, this is what I'm talking to. This is why I don't think that anything that's going on right now is real. This is also why I don't go with the New World Order. Shit because I feel like this is all being done on purpose. It to is. get whoever's left that's still asleep to wake up and to join the rest of us. And to start this, whatever we're supposed to do there and, and what we're supposed to, you know, what we're going to do, what we want to do, what we're supposed to do has no world order attached to it. And it goes back to the barter system. Like it goes back to that kind of a life where you're, you're raising your own food and you're homeschooling your kids and you put your little fucking bonnet on and you run down the hill in your dress. Don't smoke in the barn or Mary will go blind. It's very yeah. little house on the prairie. Things were better back then, believe it or not. They were. They were. They were absolutely better. Um, we had. I'm pretty sure I came from that time. I our, had. My my nine month old. We had him here in my home in my kitchen, with a uh, with a midwife, and it was awesome. It was the best experience ever. I will never do. Ever, I, if I if I ever have a fourth one, which I won't, um, I will never ever do the hospital route ever again. Really. It was, it was ten times better experience. Absolutely. Did your wife? Did your wife agree? She agrees. She loves okay, it. Good. Yeah, good. Because I had C-sections. So, and they were all terrible. Well, no, my first one was really bad. And that's why I had to have C-sections with the last two. Because I had the first one, but it was botched. And then I got bacterial infection after. I mean, we can get, like, we're already well over our hour. Like, but the medical thing is something else I wanted to get in with you, into with you at some point, And we didn't quite make it there tonight. But that's okay. There Hopefully you'll shows. come back. 
There are more shows. Yeah, we're going to come back. Sonia, I think she went to bed. That's okay, Sonia. I'll I'll throw you some dates. We'll get you from that. But with that, Jake, I am going to wrap this up. I got to get my own kids to bed. But do you have any final thoughts? Usually I give my guests an opportunity at the end of the live to give a final thought that you'd like to leave everybody with. If you had the world's attention for the next 30 seconds, what would you say? If I had the world's attention for the next 30 seconds, I would say one very, very important pivotal thing. Going back to you and I being in the position that we're in, we have a certain responsibility. We do. And people look up to you for that. And you should feel very honored. And I know that you do. And I know that you love what I know you love what you do. And I do too. And we both love our communities that drive this force. Mm-hmm. People like you and I are the new media. And that's, that's the way that it is. It's mm-hmm. just the truth. As far as people and going back to when I talked about, I'm just one person, what can I do? It's your responsibility to learn. It's your responsibility to inform yourself. That's the most important thing that you can do. All of this is wrapped up into one little battle, not for your heart or not for your brain. It's it's a battle very much 100% for your soul and who you are. This is a battle for your soul. And if you value yourself and who you are, you must protect that. And you must protect your neighbor. You know, the most interesting thing that boggles my mind about all of this is that the the only way that it, this exists is because we allow it to. And that's why people like you, Ship, and I speak out against it because we know this. That I may decide to wear this thing and you may not. And if we both go to the same restaurant and they kick you out because of your objection or refusal to do so, it's my duty, whether I agree with you or not, to look at you and say, Hey, she's being picked on. This isn't fair. This isn't right. Why are we, why are we doing this division tactic? And it's my job to look at the manager and say, Hey, if you kick her out, I'm going too. why you didn't do anything wrong. So that's not the point. And you're completely wrong for this. You are completely wrong. And everybody else in this restaurant, we're going to leave with her. So she stays or we all go same for all of us. And if we did this in society, if we simply just said one simple word, like I said to Mr. Russ, no, then it doesn't exist. And then we carry on. I love it. That was great. Did it? It's really good. That was like the best final thought I've had in a long time. Where did you go? <laughs> but he's absolutely right. But this goes for the other side too. Like I see a lot of people who are, who are going up against the people who still have the masks on. I try not to do that. Don't do that. Like this isn't about whether you're going to mask or not or vax or not. This is about has nothing to do with it period it has yeah it's about being fair to everybody so with that that's for you it has nothing to do with any of it perfect and with that ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna wrap this up thank you so much for coming out to the live tonight you guys and thank you so much jake for being here as well Uh, we are live tomorrow morning oh my god tomorrow morning at 8 a.m central standard time with jen snow where we're probably going to recap this a little bit so if not do anything you want to pop in you can um, and we're going to talk about, we have some current events to go over, and we've got some things that she wants to talk about, too, with the self-love and the self-care and the meditation stuff. So keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mommy says hi, and thank you, guys. I love your faces. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. You think it's so fucking
Cadela! Cadela! 